We back at it. We back at it. Yeah. We are coming with the scriptures, making it plain, coming from Moses, that Jesus is not God. Okay? And we're going to go back to Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 10. All right, y'all calm down. Y'all calm down. All right? Y'all calm down. We need to get back at this. Now, we're going to read Isaiah 6 and 10, and I'm going to ask someone to tell me what is it saying? This is going to be the ESV version. Isaiah 6 and 10. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and be converted. Now, I want someone to tell me, what does that mean? Just make it plain for me. What does that mean? God is, God is telling Isaiah to mislead the people. Exactly. Exactly. That's what he's telling him to do. This is tipping over your sacred cow because you never would have thought God would do something like that. All right? And I have a commentary online to go with that. Y'all knock it off. I have a commentary online to go with that. And it reads... I was surprised when in Isaiah 6, 9 through 10, following the often cited passage about Isaiah's famous vision in Isaiah 6, 1 through 4, his purification with the rock or a coal in Isaiah 6, 5 through 7, and Isaiah's famous offer in Isaiah 6, 8, celebrated in songs. Here am I, send me a lot of Christians, okay? Even Christian rappers have songs talking about, send me, I go, send me, Whoa. okay? And there's a lot of contemporary worship where these Christians are singing, send me and I'll go. But let's pay attention uh -huh. to the commentary, okay? He's going into these celebrated songs, Here Am I, Send Me, that exhort Christians today to become missionaries. So what he's saying is this famous scripture in Isaiah 6, 8 is one of the main reasons, okay, Christians go out and do missionary work. Okay, but this is the thing about it. Isaiah told God told Isaiah to do the opposite. 
He told him to do the opposite, okay? He tells him to go and mislead the people. So I'm going to read that again. The song, Here Am I, Send Me, that exhort Christians today to become missionaries, that God wanted Isaiah to do the very opposite of what missionaries do. Go say to these people, keep listening, but do not understand. Keep looking, but do not perceive. Make the minds of these people dull, deafen their ears, and blind their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their minds, turn back, repent, and be healed. So God doesn't want these people to be healed. He doesn't want them to convert, okay? He wants them to be led astray. God wants to mislead people. It's in the Bible, okay? Now I'm going to keep going. God wanted Isaiah to do the exact opposite. Otherwise, they might see, hear, understand, and be healed. So God doesn't want them to see, understand, and be healed. He wants them to see something else with their eyes that's going to trip them up. And one of the main things Isaiah speak of out of all the other prophets is how there's going to be a son that's going to be called the mighty God, wonderful counselor, the everlasting father, that he's going to be bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is going to be upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. And that he will be made an offering for our sins. Okay, he wanted Isaiah to paint that narrative to mislead you. A lot of people. They always say context matters. But what is the context when God called Isaiah? I want you to mislead folks. I want you to mislead folks. Now, I'm going to read something, okay? Now, this is going into the Quran. I'm going to read something. It goes like this. Many people do not realize that the Quran not only describes Allah as the best of all deceivers, but it also depicts him as a misleader who causes people to be deceived and misled from the path of salvation. Many are also unaware of the fact that two of the 99 names of Allah happen to be Al-Hadi, and that means the guy, the one who guides. And Al-Mahil. And that means the misguider, misleader, the one who misleads and causes to go astray. Those are two of his names. The Muslim scripture contain passages, okay? After passage stating that it is Allah who makes people go astray. Since he is free to mislead and disgrace whomsoever he so desires. Say, O Muhammad, O Allah, o Allah, possessor of the kingdom, you give the kingdom to whom you will and you take the kingdom from whom you will. And you endue with honor whom you will and you whom, it, and you 
humiliate whom you will. In your hand is the good. Verily, you are able to do all things. And that is 326 Halali time. Now, we know that is familiar with the passage that God will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. So these are all scriptures, okay, that is in um, connection with these passages. Now I want to keep going. Then what is the matter with you that you are divided into two parties about the hypocrites? Allah has cast them back to disbelief because of what they have earned. Do you want to guide him whom Allah has made to go astray? And he whom Allah has made to go astray, you will never find for him any way of guidance. This is 488 Halali Khan. And we sent not a messenger except with the language of his people in order that he might make the message clear for them. I like that. Then Allah misleads whom he wills and guides whom he wills. And he is the almighty, the all wise, 14 for Halali Khan. And he whom Allah guides he is led aright, but he whom he sends astray, for such you will find no alia, helpers and protectors, etc. Besides him, and we shall gather them together on the day of resurrection, on their faces, blind, dumb, and deaf. Their abode will be held whenever it abates. We shall increase for them the fierceness of the fire. 1797 Halali Khan. Thus Allah leads astray whom he wills and guides whom he wills. And none can know the host of your Lord but he. And this hell is nothing else than a warning reminder to mankind. That's 7431 Halali Khan. So we see from the Quran, Allah is a misguider, a misleader. Those is one of his names, okay? Two of them. He's a guider. Now I want to go I, now I want to go into some scripture evidence. And I want to go into the story of Rahab, okay? What I like about Rahab is because when I say Rahab, I also think of Arab. And I also think of the story of Ahab. Now, in the story of Ahab, I want to read this first. This is going to be 2 Chronicles 18, 18. Again, he said, therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting upon his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing on his right hand and on his left and the Lord said who shall entice Ahab king of Israel that he may go up and fall at Ramah Gilead and one spake saying after this manner and another saying after that manner 
Then there came out a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? And he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Wow. And the Lord said, thou shalt entice him and thou shalt also prevail. Go out and do even so. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of these thy prophets, and the Lord hath spoken evil against thee. So according to the Bible, what we just read in the Quran, it's an absolute agreement. God will mislead you. He will mislead you. Now, this is in the scriptures, okay? You can't deny it. The Bible says God creates good and he creates evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, keep in mind, Isaiah and Jesus, both of their names are similar, okay? Isaiah, his name means salvation of the Lord. Jesus, Isa, or some like to refer to him as Yeshua, okay? Some call him Yahawashai. His name means salvation, okay? Now keep in mind, Isaiah kissed the rock. He kissed the rock and his sins went away. Then he's told to go out and mislead people, okay? Could it be that Jesus, the Messiah, it's misleading you on purpose. And I'm going to show you scriptural proof, okay? So you can't deny it. Now I want to go back to my story, okay? My story is Rahab, okay? So this is going to be in the book of Joshua. This is going to be chapter 2, verse 1, okay? Now keep in mind, Joshua means Yahshua. It actually means salvation. It's actually the name of Jesus in Hebrew. Now, verse 1 reads, And Joshua the son of Nun. Pause right there. If you in the Israelite camp, you've just been delivered right now. Okay? Because Jesus don't have a father. And that's why types and shadows is very important. From this type in shadow, we can see that Jesus really was born of a virgin, just like the Quran agrees with. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus, there came men unto me 
But I wist, and that's going into new, I wist not or knew not whence or where they are. So she is lying. This woman is lying. This is a picture of the lying spirit at work. Verse 5, and it came to pass about the time of the shutting of the gate when it was dark that the men went out, whither the men went, I woke. That means I know not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. She is literally lying through her teeth. She is lying. Verse 6. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan unto the fords. And as soon as they were pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. So long story short, this woman was saved for life. Okay. She lied. She misled some folks and got rewarded. Joshua or Jesus saved her, not only her, but he saved her entire family. Okay. And she was joined to the house of Israel because she married a Judah man named Salmon, which is seen in the genealogy of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter one, okay? And she's spoken of for her good works. And what did she do? She lied, she lied. God used her to mislead people, just like he used Isaiah to mislead you, okay? And we know that Isaiah, okay, is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. And I got more. I got more. I want to stay on the topic of people being misled. All right. Now, I want to go to another story. There is a story in 1 Kings chapter 13. Okay. I'm going to give you a summary of it because we're not going to start at the beginning. But a man of Judah, okay, he came to Jeroboam, the king, okay, and he cried out against the altar. And he told Jeroboam about a son named Josiah who is going to be born. 350 years later, okay, he actually came. That proves that God knows how to announce Jesus and Isaiah. If he wanted to, he didn't, okay? But he announced him that he would burn men's bones on the altar. He was coming against Jeroboam for offering to the golden calves. And so this man came out with a warning. He did a miracle, okay? And he had to get out of there. Okay, the man tried to stretch forth his hand to grab just to, to grab the man of Judah. And what happened was his hand got stuck. And he asked the man to pray for him and he prayed for him 
and his hand became unstuck. So he wanted him to have dinner and stay. He said, nope, I can't stay here. I cannot stay here. And I have to leave another way other than what I came. So this man of Judah, this unknown man of Judah, let's pick it up. This is going to be 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 7. And the king said unto the man of God, come home with me, refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. And the man of God said unto the king, if thou will give me half of thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so was it charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, eat no bread nor drink water nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. So he went another way and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. Now Bethel means house of God. Now there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel. And his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. The words which he had spoken unto the king they told also to their father. And their father said unto them, what way went he? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his sons, saddle me the donkey. <laughs> so they saddled him the ass and he rode thereon. And he went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, Art thou the man of God that camest from Judah? And he said, Look, look, I am. Okay. Now that word oak, if you really look at it in the Hebrew, it actually is Eli. Okay. It actually means God. He's sitting under the oak. They said, Ain't you the man? Judah, he said, I am, I am, watch this. Then he said unto him, come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, thou shalt not eat no bread nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. And he said unto him, I am a prophet also. I'm a prophet too. I'm a prophet too. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord saying, bring him back with thee into thine house that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. He lied to this man of Judah. Verse 19, so he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drink water. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. So it came to that old prophet, okay? The word of God was speaking through this young prophet, okay? Now it went to this old prophet. And he cried unto the men of God that came from Judah saying, thus saith the Lord. I love when I hear that. I love when I hear that. Keep in mind, that's not mentioned nowhere in the New Testament. The closest thing we have to thus saith the Lord is thus saith the Holy Ghost. And that was only one time. And that was to lock your boy Paul up to tell him that there's a prison waiting for you named Bulas. I'm paraphrasing. 
Okay. Thus saith the Lord, for as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord and has not kept the commandments which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but camest back and has eaten bread and drunk water in the place of the which the Lord did say to thee, eat no bread and drink no water, thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulcher of thy fathers. And it came to pass after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he settled for him the ass. Uh-oh, he got on the donkey. Uh-oh, it's not good. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. To wit, for the prophet whom he had brought back and when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him and his carcass was cast in the way and the ass stood by it the lion also stood by the carcass so the donkey and the lion is just chilling together the donkey and the lion the donkey and the lion okay i don't want to go into that right now verse 25 and behold men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way and the lion standing by the carcass and they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. And when the prophet that brought him back from the way heard thereof, he said, it is the man of God who was disobedient unto the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord have delivered him unto the lion, which have torn him and slain him according to the word of the Lord, which he spake unto him. And he spake to his son, saying, Saddle me the ass. And they saddled him, and he went and found his carcass cast in the way, and the ass and the lion standing by the carcass. The lion had not eaten the carcass, nor torn the ass. Now, I can keep going, but y'all got the gist of the story. This man was misled by another prophet. And that's how the Most High had it set up. Now I just read you two stories and there's still so much in my notes. There's still so much in my notes. And I'm gonna give y'all some more references, okay? Of deception, of someone being misguided, okay? This is going to be Genesis 42 and 7. Write that down. And Genesis 42, 23. Genesis 42, 7. And Joseph saw his brothers and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. So here we have Joseph playing it off like he don't know his brothers. He tricking his brothers. He's misleading his brothers. That's how God gets down. Genesis 42, 23. I'm gonna make you swallow those words, okay? Talking about Allah is the greatest deceiver. You're gonna find out that he will mislead and misguide whom he wills and he will have mercy on whom he wills and he will take the kingdom from whomsoever he wants and give the kingdom to whomsoever he wants. Genesis 42, 23. 
And they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them by an interpreter. Now we know that Joseph is a type and shadow of Jesus. They have about 60 parallels. Okay, so here we have Joseph playing a trick on his brothers, misleading his brothers. And I have another one. This scripture always stuck out to me and I never understood it. I was like, I don't get this. This is going to be Exodus chapter seven, verse nine through 12. Write that down. Exodus chapter 7, 9 through 12. I never understood this until today. When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants. And it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. Now the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For they cast down every man his rod and they became serpents. But guess what? But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods, okay? That's going into how man deceives, but God is the greatest deceiver, okay? If you walk contrary to him, let's get that scripture. This is going to be Leviticus 26, 27, and verse 28. So that is Leviticus chapter 26, verse 27 and 28. And if you will not for all this hearken unto me, but walk contrary unto me, then I will walk contrary unto you also. <laughs> you gonna go to another God? I will go to another people, okay? You gonna give me some bull crap? I'll give you some bull crap, okay? I will deceive you when you think you deceive in me. That's how God gets down, okay? God will mislead you, okay? And you know what? He will cause you to go astray. That's one of his names. That is one of his names, okay? Al-Mahil, I will cause you to go astray. I will mislead you, okay? Now, there's many other scripture references that we went over that is in Psalms, that is in Romans chapter 11. Your boy Paul was bringing out these scriptures. Let their table become a snare. Let their Bible become a trap. Let's do some war without blood shed. And we still have more to go. So establishing the fact that God will mislead you, it's time we go on. Because I have many, many notes. Now, I want to go to a scripture. And this is going to be Exodus chapter 7, verse 1. 
Now, God said this about Moses. Now, you got to understand, Moses and Joshua was on two different levels, okay? Moses represents the Deuteronomy 18.18 prophet, okay? He represents him. Now, I'm going to show you this. Look at this. And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Okay? Now, when I look at Aaron, okay, I see a type and shadow of Jesus, okay? But Moses, you got to keep in mind, Moses is a type and shadow of the Deuteronomy 18, 18 prophet. And keep in mind, Joshua was alive. God did not make Joshua a God, but he made Moses a God because he knew what y'all was going to do with Jesus in the future. He had to establish the fact that Joshua was a servant to Moses. Now, this is going to be Exodus chapter 24, verse 13. And Moses rose up and his minister, Joshua. That is the first time minister is mentioned in the Bible. Minister, assistant. Joshua was Moses' assistant. He wasn't God, y'all. I'm going to show you something else. Okay? And there's other scripture references. Okay? There's references that mention Joshua, a servant to Moses. But I want to get Joshua 10 and 12. So y'all write down Joshua chapter 10, 12 to 14. Check this out. This is mind blowing. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, son, stand thou still. That went over your head. Joshua told the son to be still. If anyone has wisdom, if anyone has knowledge, a light bulb should have went off. God made Joshua tell that son to be still. Now we know many people call Jesus the son. <laughs> so God used Joshua when he said, hey, 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 all that son stuff, all that son, hey, that, that Jesus is got, hey, tell that stuff to hush. God allowed Joshua to make the sun stop. Okay? That's why you got to understand those scriptures are real when Jesus said, go to my father. My father is greater than I. Why are you calling me good? For there's none good but God. I was literally appalled at that. Okay? Because let me, let me give God a hand clap of praise on that. Tell that son to stand still. He didn't have nobody do it but Joshua, which is translated Yeshua, Jesus. Tell that son to be still. And I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep on reading. Let me tell you something. Jesus ain't God. Jesus is not God. I'm going to read that again. Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, 
and thou moon in the valley of Ashalon. And the sun stood still. Now that's when the prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings, came on the scene. And he said, you know what? Jesus is not God. He is nothing more than a messenger. Okay? He's not God. And the sun stood still. And the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord listened to the voice of a man. Jesus is a man. He's not God, okay? God made Moses a God. But here we have scripture of Joshua. We have scripture of Joshua being assistant, being a assistant, being a servant. And the Bible says there never was a day when God listened to the voice of a God. Nope. Amen. Amen. For the Lord fought for Israel. Now that was powerful. I seen that. I was just like, wow. Now, I still have a few minutes. And I've been going in on this, and y'all know I haven't even been recording. <laughs> I've been going in this whole time, and I wasn't recording. All praises to the Most High, okay, that I am going live, okay? So everything that I brought out is being picked up. But I wasn't recording, okay? So I'm going to keep going. And now I need to look at my time. I think I'm hitting my time because I was going by this time. All right, so what I want to do is I want I want to close it. I do. I do. I want to close it because I have plenty more scriptures to bring out, okay? And it won't just be a short read, okay? It's still going to be in the book of Joshua, okay? So Let's just do a summary of what we've been going through. We've been going over the fact that God misleads people. Okay. Isaiah was a picture of the Gentile messenger. He kissed the rock and his sins was wiped away. And then he was told to go and mislead people. He was told to go and misguide people, which is one of the names. Okay. Of Allah. He was told to make their eyes darken. He was told to make their ears heavy. This just shows you how backwards Christianity is because they read that passage and they'd be like, oh, I'm about to go do some missionary work today. I'm about to go wherever the Lord send me. But he was sending Isaiah out to mislead folks. And let me tell you something. You have no clue in knowing that Jesus was not deceiving you and misleading you because we see that in Joseph. Joseph was misleading his brothers. And we see Isaiah was doing, okay? And Isaiah name means salvation of the Lord and Jesus name means salvation, deliverance, okay? That's why he was rescued, okay? He was saved, 
He wasn't crucified. The crucifixion is a crucifixion. So we went over that and we will be picking back up and going over how even Joshua was deceived. I'm going to bring out a story in the book of Joshua. When Joshua was deceived, okay, and we're going to pick back up on that. Now, I know y'all excited, okay, for us to get in these scripts and y'all ready to do like we always do. All right, let's go. Let's go. 